So it's like, if you just want to expand your ability to feel joy and love, guess what? You got to expand your ability to feel sadness and depression and actually go fully into it and be like, all right, I'm going to be with this until it decides to move and just be gentle and patient through that process. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app dot satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination. You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. All right, cool. So, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to just talk about something that's so simple and somehow is not so simple, which is just consistently feeling good. And I know that's such a, like an obvious thing, And I want to talk about it because like when you break down, why are we all doing the shit that we're doing? Why are we all trying to make money and all the rest of the things that we try to do throughout the day? It really all comes down to there's some way that you want to feel when that goal is accomplished. And yet it seems to be this elusive thing that we can't just feel good is this contingency of having the feeling always associated with some kind of circumstance. And then waiting for the circumstance to arise in order to feel that feeling. Is there anything you want to kind of like throw into the pot and how you see this before I go further with it? I mean, what I titled it is pretty much like how doing that, how creating a frequency is the thing that magnetizes to you the results that you actually want effortlessly easy. So yeah, that's kind of where where we want to take this conversation today. Cool. What do you want to add about that, about it being effortless and easy? I'd love for us to talk about, you know, our process and, and a lot of times I think when, 
when people even want to hire us as coaches, they come at it with their cerebral logic mind, which is, you know, show me how, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? Because everything we've done in our lives that's produced results has pretty much come from that space. And we more and more and more are moving away from that. I mean, there's definitely power and and greatness in there. And there's this whole other world that we want to kind of speak about today and hint at today um, that allows for someone like I to travel four and a half months out of the year, 12 countries, 50,000 miles. And I will say without really having ever planned any of those trips. No. And and I, it's, the funny part is I started 2016, I think by saying to myself, I want to travel less this year. 2016, I traveled 10 months out of the first 12 months of the year. Not like I traveled this year. Last year was more like week, week trips here, things like that. And then this year has been, you know, these pockets of like um, fairly long trips where now it's like traveling, you know, being on an airplane for 12 hours or being away for two weeks, same as like a, a weekend trip. It's so funny how, how you know, relative everything. Exactly. It's really funny because 2015, me and you were traveling a ton for work. We were yep. still doing gold events and then the nah. And I was like, I was just exhausted from traveling everywhere and speaking. So I'm like, all right, well, this year, travel less than last year. I'm like, how did I travel so much? <laughs> and then this last trip I just took to Europe, I went, I went to uh, Amsterdam, Belgium, and Paris for two weeks. And that was really wonderful. So this is so funny. We, we could talk about all this, right? Like what doesn't feel good? What feels good? And here's what I want to tell you guys. Like I, I have made this really big shift this year, really looking at why is life all about resiliency? Why is life being presented this like one frame of like, we got to just be resilient all the time. I'm so sick of that. Like Yang approach to life, only Yang approach to life. And I really want much more of that yin in my life which is like the gentleness and like, I don't mind the lessons keep coming, but can we get them a little, like, can we, can we take the like rocks and nails off the side of the bat before you hit me with it? You know? <laughs> and so, it, it, and here's the thing. It's not like life is that way. It's like our pursuit of life or our experience of life is that way. And I'm like, well, let's get curious about how life gets to, you know, be pleasurable and then all these trips are coming along. But a lot of these trips I've taken this year, I say, and a lot of these trips I've taken this year have been very like work intensive for me. Like I, I come home, I'm not energized. I've been like sapped and drained from a lot of these experiences and, and, and they've been all perfect. Right. So I, I hesitated to go on this other trip because when I came home from the two months in Europe and New York and all that stuff, I said to myself, I want to recharge, but here's mm-hmm. the thing. I was attached to what recharging looked like. And the attachment to that was being home, just not even going out on the weekends. Like, you know, the things that you think about when, you, when you're resting. And I woke up that morning that I left for my trip and I didn't know I woke up that morning to go on my trip. Uh, did I tell you the story, how this all came about? Yeah. All right. So then, yeah, the night before the, the girl I went with invited me and I was like, ah, like, it'd be cool. I know I would love it. And like, kind of want to stay home. And I woke up the next morning. It was kind of like in my ethos still. I felt the same way about it. Like I woke up, I'm like, nope, not doing it. But like, part of me is like looking for tickets. Like, would I, could I, it's this last minute thing. And then I, I realized something, which was I'm done making decisions in my life. I'm done making decisions in my life. And here I am making a decision in my life. So I was like, and it, and it's, and it's occurring like something to survive. Yep. You know what I mean? Like even this choice was like, let's just get it through the day. Whatever you feel about it later, we'll handle that then. But it's like, but I'm like surviving the emotions around trying to make this choice or not. Right. And then I think to myself, okay, 
God gets to make this choice for me. I'm not going to choose today. And then I was like, well, how does God make this choice for me? Because like, mm-hmm. now I need to communicate with God. And here's another attachment that I've had this year is like after Columbia, because the, the clarity of the messages that were coming through, like was going on for so long. Like I had somehow convinced myself, like that's the way God speaks to me. Mm-hmm speaks through channels. So like, then I would go through, but it's like energy cycles. Right. So then I would like meditate and I'm like, all right, God, I'm listening. And it's like, nothing's happening. That happened to me at Dom and her too, while we were going through like this really intensive two day thing. I'm like, yep, no messages. This must not be working, you know? And, and that's kind of been my thing on it. And, and it's created some upset for me. Cause like I had this like deep desire suddenly to explore this relationship. And then I thought to myself, Oh, you silly goose. I'm like, why am I defining how this is supposed to come through? And what I started noticing was how it comes through all the time in all ways. You know how it occurred to me? How? I stubbed my toe. Th- that was this, that morning? No. When we were on our way to Florida. Okay. To see mom. I stubbed my toe at the airport right before we got on the airplane. Okay. And, and when that happened in that moment, I realized that God spoke to me through my stubbed toe. Like that was the feedback and I, I got, cause we were doing like all the affirmation stuff, like my back hurts. Okay. It's like, you know, um, uh, what, what did you just tell Michelle? Uh, support. Yeah. Like about support. Right. And then like my shoulders were hurting and that wasn't healing. And I'm like, clear. I'm like, this is psychosomatic spiritual trauma that's happening. It's not my body. So I stubbed my toe and I realized like, yes, I just stubbed my toe. And yet that's feedback from my environment. Said another way, God is speaking to me about something that I'm afraid to move forward in. Hmm. And we got on a plane and I knew that that was true. And then I suddenly realized, oh, fuck, it's in everything. Every time I read a book and flip to a page and that connects with me, every time my friend tells me some feedback, whether it's negative, positive, doesn't matter. And of course, I have all the judgments about how it's supposed to sound. God is supposed to sound really pleasant. And then they're not. No, it's like it's all of it. So I was like, oh, shit, every moment of every day of every person, of every morsel of food I put in my mouth, of every book that I read, of everything I put on my body, of every accident that I have, like it's all that language what do I see when I see that? Hmm. So then I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case and it's all of it is all of it, then every interaction I have, I could just be like, all right, guy, like turn off your brain. And in this moment, like present whatever's happening in front of you as if if God is speaking to you. Not a bad thing to do. So, so it was noon on that Wednesday or whatever it was, whatever the 25th was. And I got on a call with our coaches and I was coaching the coaches, but before we got started, I said to them, Hey, would you guys mind if we take a minute? I just want to share something. Cause I was like in my own dialogue and uh, in my own monologue and I wanted to get into a dialogue about it. So I just said, here's what's going on for me. And I already started hearing the stories. And one thing that I identified immediately was why do you have it that going over there is not going to be restful. Mm. And it hit me really hard that that was so that like I had they, to, they said this to you. Yeah, either like Michelle or Kevin or somebody said like you're 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 attached to what rest looks like because like going on this trip was like as yeah it adds and it's like it's taking away and I was kind of focused on what it's taking away from me more than what it could add yep. for me. So I, and so I chose the moment like they gave me that feedback it like clicked in for me I was like oh shit these four people are God. So I said, hey, I just told you my story. I'm like, just so you know, on the tab over from this tab on my my browser there's i put in all my information and i just had to click the button whether i was going to buy or not that's like where i was with it Hmm. and again this is noon i have to now get on a train i know that i have to get on a train to make my airplane by 3 30 so i have two and a half hours after this coaching is over to like 
pack my shit for two weeks, go, get all my stuff together, get on a train, and like, you know, start the process of going in the direction. And I said, I'm going to ask you guys whether or not I should go on this trip. And whatever the majority is, I'm going to take it. Like, I'll, I'll go with it. And all four of them said, you should go on this trip. Hmm. And I said, you sure? And they said, unequivocally. I'm like, hold on one second. I went to the next browser. I clicked buy and I went on that trip. So to, to wrap this all up or to bring it back to the conversation is I want to be careful how I choose my language here. I now believe, I think Elon does too, that one of the main priorities of our lives and where we want to invest the most amount of time is in the work of self-love, which brings back to feeling like a deep feeling subconscious belief of worthiness, which really all stymies from feeling good. If we were to say that the, everything I just talked about is like feedback from the universe or feedback from God, right? It, it's really a question all the time of what feels good now. And a lot of times where wherever it is that we're stuck, when we're not feeling good, it seems like a far distance between where we are and what it takes to feel good again. And I think a practice that has really helped me now is like, and Elon talked about this too, with like Shia stubbing his toe, you know, on that, that whole thing. It's like, yep. what could feel good right now? Like, what's that next inch that gets to make you feel good? What could you appreciate now? Even if the big picture is like fucking not so great and it's overwhelming and causing stress, like, okay, well, what inside of all that shit could you start focusing on that's like this inch that you're willing to move in a direction towards appreciation and gratitude exactly. and feeling good again. Cause if you can't take that first step, it's just like that Henry Ford line, just take that first step. You don't need to know the whole thing. Just take that first step. And that's the same thing with, with your energy. When your energy is shit, like everything goes to shit, right? Like you guys know this, when you get upset about one thing, it's like suddenly you're upset about your entire life. The work is shit. You didn't sleep enough. Your girlfriend sucks. Like the whole world of it. Right. And when you feel great, it's like the world is just conspiring in your favor constantly. So it's like, shouldn't we, not shouldn't we, like, you know, should there should or shouldn't be some way. It's like, couldn't we actually look at, then the most important thing is to keep yourself in like a high vibe state. And that's the thing. It's like, what are the processes, not like to do's, but like actions consistent with the ways of being that have you feeling like you're well. So uh, I kind of been talking for a bit. So what do you want to add about that? So, I mean, one of the things that I think is a real game changer and it takes a little bit of practice because it's not that you get to tune out your brain. It's that you just get to tune into a whole different aspect of you. Um, but, but think about how generally people create goals or things that they want. It's very structured. It's very like, I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to find my soulmate. I want to earn $10,000 a month. I want to get this business off the ground, et cetera, et cetera. And while that's great, I'm, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Inherent in that, there's limitation. Because you've already said, like, this is how this needs to show up. And that means that anything else that's showing up that could be even more awesome, that you get to receive even more greatness, you're closed off to because you're like, well, no, 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 I want this. And so there's an aspect of like cutting off from source, cutting off from life of what's possible and what's trying to flow through you. So that's, that's the one thing. The other thing that I find really amazing is like 
the more I experiment with this, and, and I, I think I kind of got this analogy. I think it was that book by um, Power of the Subconscious Mind. I think it was like Joe. They're all Joes recently. I, I don't remember his last name. I, I think it was Michael, actually, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it was like Dr. Joe something. Okay. But regardless, so he was talking about how in the body there's like, you know, the captain of the ship and then every cell in your body is almost like a foot soldier. And you're just constantly telling it what you want. And it just creates and paints your reality to match in alignment with what it is. Even if it makes no fucking sense, even if it's, it, it, it will harm you or go totally against you or all of it, it just, that's what it creates. The issue inherent in that, and this is what we're talking about, like frequency creates your results, is that think about how most human beings, you probably included, go through your day. You don't even focus on how you want to feel. You just feel. And generally, the feelings, because our brain is in a constant state of contrasting, you know, looking at different people, evaluating, judging, circumstances, et cetera, because it's constantly in that state, what are you constantly thinking about? It's not, oh my God, I feel so great, or I'm so grateful for how I look, or, oh, this job is the best. No, you're like constantly internally judging what you don't have, what you're missing, what you want more of all of it. And it's just this constant like lack and upset and complain and all that stuff. And because of it, now you're basically sending all this energy into your frequency that goes, okay, this is how this person is choosing to feel right now. They want more heartache. They want more upset. They want more failure, right? Because like you're programming that in the brain and the universe or God doesn't understand the difference between I want and I don't want. It's just like, Oh, this is how they're choosing to feel. Great. Give them more of that. And so a practice that's, it sounds so easy. It really is simple. It just takes a lot, you know, a little bit of practice is asking yourself, how do I want to feel? And instead of being like, I want to generate $10,000, I'd offer you like, what's the feeling that you're going after? Right. Is it, I want to feel peace. I want to feel rich. I want to feel successful. I want to feel, you know, like people like the want to lose weight. Why do you want to lose weight? I want to feel healthy. I want to be able to stand in front of a mirror and look at my body and go, God damn, you're a hot motherfucker. Woo-wee. Right? Like that's the feeling. The goal that most people are looking for, that's just something that you think is going to get you that feeling, whatever that feeling is right? And that feeling you can feel instantly now. And so the game becomes a lot less about what you want to create and more about how you want to feel. And here's the cool part. You're, so, so a practice that I took on is I actually sit there and when I feel really, really amazing, like the, the other day I was, when I was in Italy, just the moments like so vivid. I was just sitting there and we had just cooked this amazing lunch and we were waiting for them to just cook it and, and bring it back out after we made like all this fresh pasta and I'm drinking a glass of wine and I'm just looking over this valley of Montalcino, which is like so gorgeous and it's fall. So there's all these amazing colors. I almost start crying because I'm just in such a moment of awe for where my life is where I'm at, who I'm with, how I got here, how I get to be here, what I just experienced in that kitchen, like all this, it was just so much stuff going through me that I'm grateful for and loving and all that stuff. 
And so a practice that I take on now is like in those moments when I'm vibing at the highest level, when there's so much gratitude and love just pouring out of every orifice of my body, I literally stop and go, this is how I get to feel all the time. This is my new program. This is the new truth. This is how I operate from here on forth. And what I'm basically affirming to the cells in my body is that this is cells, how we get to feel going forward. And now these cells like tuning forks do what? They go, and just like I said, they acquire for you, if you're open to them, opportunities and possibilities for you to experience more of that feeling. We were just on the phone with one of our clients and like, you know, most people when they're accelerating have this thing that stops them, right? Like they get to the ceiling and it stops like they'll, and they just keep bouncing off that ceiling. So it's this almost like self-sabotage thing. And when we focus on that, like every time it happens, right? Like you can notice yourself as like, even in a relationship, right? Like things are too good. It's going too good. Something, something bad has to happen. And then what happens? Something bad happens, right? Like, oh, you know, I've never, I've never made this much money. Like, and then you get like all weird, right? And then something happens to bring you back down to what you're comfortable in. And that's a feeling. And then you just keep programming yourself like, oh, that's the feeling. Because you're so scared of the feeling, you just keep creating more and more and more of the feeling. And so if you just got from this conversation, nothing other than that feeling, that frequency that vibrates inside of your body is that which magnetizes anything you want in your life to you and magnetizes everything that you sit there and go, fuck, I can't believe I'm dealing with this again. It's the feeling. And just knowing that I think gives people access to something, at least to play with and experience with. This is how Guy and I have just been manifesting results super, super easy. And for all the logic brains, and I'll just let you say anything after this, for like all the logic brain people and Guy and I are very logic brain. We've been doing, we did 10 years of just cerebral like logic work. It takes something to just step out of that world because that world works so great. And so you want everything in a pretty bow with a pretty A plus B plus C minus D equals this. You want it all to be that way. And I would just offer you like, what if it isn't? Because my experience of growth in the last year and really tuning into this has blown away the other stuff that I was doing before. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree to the point where I find myself like not wanting to even coach on that. Yeah. They're, they're both effective, right? Like, so I don't want to take anything away from, from work I've done. Obviously, I invested a decade in doing that kind of work. Same with you. I see when people like hit certain pockets of what they're working on. And it's like, you know, I see with our students where like, uh, you know, even with one we're talking about when I had a conversation with him two weeks ago, I'm like, okay, good. Now you're ready for that. Yeah. And I just noticed that like, there's that line with, with everybody, like uh, Michael is another example that recently, like our, our conversations are much more engaging here versus like myself. And it just depends on where people are in their, and, and when I say understanding, I don't mean like logic and they're like personal experiential understanding that I know that receiving that information, the mind won't fully block it. Yes. Because it's so simple <laughs> and the mind likes complex and formulas and stuff like that, that if you're trained that you have to understand before you're willing to take any action just on faith, because someone's like, hey, look, if you ride that bicycle, you're going to experience this thing called balance. 
Yep. And the person's like, well, I need you to explain to me what the balance is first hmm. and, then how to, and then how to gain it. And if that's how the person's mind works, then it's like, guess what? You're not going to experience balance today, you know, because like you got to get on the fucking bike. So I think there, there definitely is like a, a, a balance to be played there uh, between those two worlds. And I have to agree, like uh, for me, the last few months in our business, in my relationships, in just my general experience of being human, I don't know that there's ever been a time like this before in my life where everything just feels, it feels as if we're not doing anything. And, and guys, just to clarify, it's not like we're not doing anything. I think though the level of faith, and, and this is something we've been working on with our mom also, that I'm talking about here is like literally sitting on a couch, vibrating and manifesting, and then just getting curious about what shows up when you do, and then being like, oh, that, that matches the vibrational frequency that I'm putting into the universe. It's amazing that all this stuff is, is happening. And I see for me and you, and even some of our and our clients, sorry, I don't even say some of them, but like our clients, like how things are are naturally arising and how much it always was happening that way. Yes. It was like, I did, I think I had eyes to see, not in the same expansive way that I see now, because it was always like possibility work. Okay, like, let me get my story. What do I have yeah. to give up? Let me see the impact. And part of that is it's still doing that release work, right? Except that it's like, it's like focusing on it through the level of understanding versus the level of feeling. And, and both systems, to me, are important. I know plenty of people who know how to feel like a motherfucker, but their mind is creating stories all the time, and what they're feeling is, is, is overwhelming them or is actually ineffective because it, yeah. it's, just, it's creating more overwhelm because the mind doesn't know how to stop. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically, like putting in its opinion all the time, you know? Judging, so, opining, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and to me now, it's like anything... That, Honestly, on either side of the spectrum, you know, the things that we both consider negative or positive, the work that I've been up to is, is like removing the judgment to have an opinion, whether something is happening in a positive or negative way, or whether there is a right or wrong, or any kind of assessment that I might have about what's in front of me. The, the moment I realize there's any kind of judgment, of course, I'm attached to something. Of course, I'm going to get disappointed about something. And this goes back to Vipassana too, right? No, no craving no version. It's a be in the Tao, which is be on the path. It's a space between the things and, and it all works seamlessly together. It's just amazing how, when a situation arises, how you judge it and how it just sticks you like that. It just causes the resistance that creates zero momentum forward. And it kills the possibility of the magic that's supposed to be entering your life. So it's been this really beautiful thing, you know, and, and it's more difficult when we start looking at like, political events or homicide or mass shootings and stuff like that. I notice myself now though, like my, my opinion about it is that's just what's happening. I know it yeah. sounds like, like almost ridiculous to say, because part of me wants to be like, of course let's vilify, except I understand that I'm vilifying a part of myself. And then I'm like, well, I don't really want to have any judgment right or wrong about myself or society as a whole. There's something that it kills off as far as what's possible and your ability to actually communicate with people who believe both things. Does that make sense? What say that last part? What do you mean by your ability to communicate with yeah, people? So, that so if, if I take if I take a position on like a mass shooting and something that happens, okay. right? and some and some people might be pro guns, and some people might be like, we got to put all the limitations on it. Now I have opinions on it, right? Also, I, of course, like I I'm for lo- logical <laughs> logical things that help and protect people. At the same time, it's like from a spiritual perspective, I get like having a judgment about the person murdering, the people killed, or anything like that is like like I know how life is supposed to happen. Yep. 
right? So I kind of have started taking this energetic, I want to say position within myself is that I don't really have a judgment about murderers or, or anything else. And again, I mean this like in an energetic spiritual way. Of course, my mind still wants to have judgments about, you know, what's happening in society. Um, and I find then that when I communicate with people who have one or the other opinion, I'm much more balanced in my ability to listen and approach and how I want to have that conversation with them versus being like, Hey, I have my point of view. You should have my point of view also, which I find is so fucking ineffective. And again, we look at the political spectrum and, and how people communicate with one another. Of course, we're in the situation today that no one can listen to anybody. Everything's positional. When's the last time you watched anybody in the news, if you're still watching those things, and you saw like a person comes on to like give their opinion and somebody else gives their opinion, and the person's like, you know what? You make a good point. That shit never happens. Never. Never. Which is why you know you're not watching the news. <laughs> you know, because, <laughs> because nobody's ever, and no one ever gives up a position. It's just you come on there just to talk about your fucking position. Yeah. Of course the world is showing up that way. There's no possibility anymore. Hey, I just wanted to pause here for a second and tell you about something that I realize many of you have no idea about. So Guy and I have just released a brand new advanced training. So after hundreds of emails and questions constantly asking us, well, how do I have it all? How do I have it all? We've created the five pillars to having it all. So if any of the things we share with you here on the podcast have resonated with you, then I'd like to invite you personally to an all new training. Now you can register for the next live class by heading to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. There you'll be able to register for the next live class. Or if you're one of these people that I need it now, you can always just watch the latest replay on that page as well. This, by the way, my friends, is a robust in-depth training that will help you clearly see what's currently stopping you in any area of your life, be it your health, your relationships, your finances, or simply just maybe you want to manifest that big dream. It will help you with all of that. So again, go check it out by going to www.satoriprime.com forward slash register. And now back to the podcast. So I have a question for you regards in, in your trip and how you've kind of like, because I know even while, while on the trip, it was something that you were, do we get to go here? Do we get to go there? So, you know, walk people through, I think more of like, a, I hate to turn this into like a, like a functional thing. And I think that people will get a lot of value from it when it's like, okay, well, what does that look like in practice for you? So you obviously yeah. shared how you you end up booking up the trip. And I would say even in that sense, like that to me was more, you had the feeling, you almost didn't trust the feeling. So you went out into the world to validate and get agreement, et cetera. One of the things that we, we work with people on as, as we're working on with ourselves as well is when you know something so deep to your core, like who was I talking to about? Oh, I was talking to one of our clients about, uh, that book, Conversations with God. And Conversations with God, I don't know how much you guys know about it. By the way, absolutely fantastic, life-changing experience. It's so much more than a book. So the audio is great. The book is great. doesn't matter what you do. There's four books. So one of our clients just went and, and finished all four. And I was like, how was it? He goes, you know what? When it started, it's a little bit weird to get into. Because the concept is... You know, a guy gets woken up at the same time every single night and starts hearing a voice. And the voice is like, get up. Get up and grab a pen and paper. 
And long story short, the guy ends up basically like channeling messages from, I don't know what you call it, God, or if, if any of you guys followed Abraham Hicks or Esther Hicks, similar in fashion, only he was just writing stuff. Like he would ask a question and like the answer would come and he would just write them. And so it's, it's kind of like a strange concept to, to grasp. And I said, you know, what shifted? He goes, I can't explain it. It's just inside my body. I would hear things and it wasn't like I was hearing things for the first time. It was like different parts of me were like being reawakened and going, remember, remember who you are. Remember how this operates. Remember how that operates. And I feel like when you get to that place where it's just so true, you don't need to go out and get approval. You don't need to ask people whether it's true or false or argue about your opinion. It doesn't fucking matter. It's so true to you. And like, that's the feeling that I know when I meditate, you know, when I ask questions, like as soon as I get that sensation in my body, I just know it's true for you. It's it. There's no arguing. I can argue with it, right? Like, and sometimes I feel stuff about things that I'm like resistant to because my brain, like I'll feel the feeling, which is for, for me, just so you guys can check in for yourself. For me, it's actually like in my heart, like here, kind of like in my sternum and it's like a vibrating and like a pulling forward, like a, like a very gentle, like, come on, come on. And then as soon as that happens, this guy up here starts freaking out because he knows what's about to happen. Elon's about to do something crazy. And he's like, no, why would you do this? Right? I've just learned to like, once that thing makes that feeling inside of me, I don't don't tune into anything else. I know this thing is going to go bonkers in a second. I don't even (laughs) listen to it. I'm like, I get that you're terrified. I get that you're scared. And here's what we get to do together. Totally. And and it's similar for me too. Like for me, it hits like it almost feels like a breath of fresh air like an expansion feeling like a oh yeah right and and i think that's what we call remembrance like when we say we're in the process of remembrance we're not really discovering we're not really learning we're just remembering what we've always intuitively known it's just like we get reminders from what i have you know attributed to god i guess today which is just like uh everything around you so like you said i trust that the external is a mirror of my internal oh we should write that down Say it again. <laughs> yeah, I trust that my external is a mirror of my internal. Just like I trust that my internal is going to, you know, mirror external. So if I go out into my external and I look for physical evidence, the physical evidence I find will will mirror and match that which is the internal wanting. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So, uh, and if that doesn't make sense to you guys, please let me know. So. I know that whatever my inner beliefs now are going to show up externally. So if my inner belief is to go on the trip, then whoever I talk to is going to be like, yes, go on the trip. If my inner belief at that point in time was I shouldn't be going on this trip, then these people would have been like, and they would have been like, stay home and take care of yourself. Right? Like they would have, they would have just tuned into whatever I was. So that's the thing. But, and I agree with what you said, Elon is like, I say yes to stuff most of the time before my mind has a chance to come in and give me all the reasons why I shouldn't do that. There's no trip I took this year that my mind was like, you should do that. Right. So just to give you guys like some, some 
um, things that I've done this year. Like I went to Costa Rica, I took Iboga, which is this, like, I, I believe is the strongest psychedelic on the planet. Not for the faint of heart. I remember signing up for that. And the next moment being like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Columbia, you know, five days of doing plant medicine work, um, over a week, uh, traveling halfway around the world and, and being in like completely different cultures going to dominate her this year. I mean, it's been like a lot of, you know, quote unquote, what a lot of people deem are like crazy experiences. I, I've had this kind of like approach of really wanting to stretch myself, which is ironic because if I look at it, I'm like stretching myself to where? Like, <laughs> how much more can we stretch? You know, and somehow I still end up in these situations. You know, it's like things are presented. And I'm like, yes. Like if the initial, if the initial point of contact when someone asked me was yes, I'll go and do it. Last year, uh, I went and sat for 10 days in a room with some of the best minds, right, in, in neuroscience and whatnot for 10 days talking about paradox. And I, Elon, Elon called me because he got the, the email about it and he just couldn't go. And he's like, would you want to go? And I remember my first thought is like, yes, of course I would want to be in that room. And then for the next week, I was like, what the fuck am I doing going into that room? You know, it's just like all these experiences. I, I, I swear that I can't think of any moments where you and I stretched ourselves beyond our means, like what was reasonable around money or time uh, or experiences I look at back now and go, we shouldn't have done that one. Never. Never once had that thought. Ever. Every single one of those experiences led me to more beautiful things, more abundance in my life, greater connection, greater sense of self-worth, ability to manifest, life of my dreams for, you know, and in, in most respects these days. So like if I've accumulated enough evidence for my mind to show me that it's more trustworthy to follow my heart in that initial hit than follow all the concerns that come after it. And just realizing that you're not going to have a mind that has no concerns. The mind is always going to fucking have concerns guys. Right? So it's like, if you're waiting for a moment in life where it's like, all right, well, I'm going to make those decisions, but I can't have any fucking concerns about it. You end up exactly where you are. Yep. The, the mind's the mind has imprisoned you now right? You're, you're trapped in your own freaking mental prison. And then what's possible outside of what you already believe is true. I think the beauty of traveling, going to experience other cultures and, and really stretching yourself and experiences is really coming back with and, and actually growing and expanding the idea of, I really don't know shit. So, you know, I've been doing this example with a lot of people as to you, you want me to put some stuff on the court. So I will. So it's like, you know, for those of you guys who are watching, right, you we have a circle and if we're going to say that this circle is everything there is to know in the universe and then we're going to say, well, here, take this pen and draw me. Well, how much of everything there is to know in the universe do we actually know as people? You know, if I do, whoops, that's even way bigger than I want. I was going to do like a dot. If I do a dot, this dot is a huge, gross overrepresentation of how much we actually know, right? Huge. Yet, first of all, notice that we don't walk around that way. We walk around like we fucking know everything. And then secondly, it's like, this is the trap of the mind because what you think you know, right? And what's actually possible is all this. And what you think you know creates a, a speck of possibility in your life. And now it's like everything in the universe needs to come in through this little hole or it doesn't, or it couldn't possibly be real. Couldn't possibly be happening. So like getting to the point where you're like, you know what, maybe I don't know anything. <laughs> You know, and moving that out, it's like you're saying you're investing your energy now into the unknown, which is really where the universe and God and the rest of it is taking place. 
So it's like, what does it take for you to feel good in your investment, in your energy investment of actually living in the unknown? Then possibility arises all the time. Like everything is a magical happening. I imagine this is why children are the way children are. They're not attached to any form of reality. Everything is magical to them. Every experience they're having, whether they're painting, coloring, whatever, it's just like they're so immersed in the experience. It's it's pleasurable. And for anybody who's ever done a psychedelic, you know you take pleasure in really inane things suddenly. You know, like you'll look at like a glob of paint and you're like, oh my God, I never noticed how beautiful that is. Or look at a petal of a leaf and you're like, you suddenly see all these things that you've never seen before. It's just a different immersion, but you're kind of in this like really um, almost like transitory unknown state where you're, sh- where you're shifting your way of being really quickly and then exploring that new way of being rapidly. Yep. So there is a way to get here. And part of what's blocking your ability to do this is your attachment to the way that things are supposed to feel when circumstances arise the way that you think that they should. So when you remove this context of, I only feel this way when the circumstances align, that's, that's how the whole world is doing it. Most of the world is doing it, right? Now there's the other part of it is if I ask you to close your eyes right now and just visualize your perfect life, whatever that is, whether it's the relationship, the abundance, the health, all the things that, that matter to people, I say visualize that. Now create the experience in your body, create the feeling as if you had achieved all of that you may find that it's actually rather easy to create that experience inside of your body. Like to actually like feel those feelings. If there's something I could tell you that's I think activated Elon and I this year so much is that we invest a lot of our time, not a lot, but like say like 30 to 30 minutes an hour a day, just like you would go to the gym and actually feeling those feelings, not waiting for the circumstances to drive those feelings. Now who's in the seat of creation? Is it the circumstances or is it the person going, I already get to feel that way. The circumstances don't have to give me the permission. I'm the one that knows that my external is going to be a reflection of my internal, right? So that I know that then if I vibrate in that place, the external has to reflect that new vibration. It's law. It is law that it works that way. So that's the stuff right there. And here's where this whole thing ties together. And this is how like magical this whole thing is. If you're not producing the results that you want externally, where everyone that doesn't manifest fails, is you go out and you muck around in the external. You try to alter this or remove that person or bring in this person or you, you know, that gym wasn't good or this business opportunity wasn't good. So I'm going to do that one. And yet it always shows up exactly the same. And if you just stopped in that moment and got, okay, how am I feeling right now? Okay, is this how I want to be feeling? Okay, no. So your feelings are created by one thing and one thing only, and that is your perception. Your perception of whatever is happening around you, your judgment about the person, the situation, the circumstance, whatever, that's what's giving you that world. As soon as you alter that perception. Now, here's something that you want to get your head around. Like, just because it's your perception doesn't make it true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. Just because it's your perception doesn't make it true. And I think one of the best things that that Landmark gave us when we first started, it's like, you know, typically how people receive life or see life is through one lens. You can only see through your own filter. Because you truly believe that is the way it is. 
And then we took this course and all of a sudden they're like, well, you could also look at it like if you just move here, you could look at it this way. And if you move here, you could look at it that way. And they're all just as right and true. And we were like, oh, how interesting. Okay, so if I just move this way and now perceive that same situation through this lens, wow, my whole world actually looks different. And if I look through this and you can start to see like there's a million ways that you can perceive every situation. A million. Like I'll give you like a super, super basic one if you've ever been married, right? Dishes are in the sink. Okay? Let's let's just talk two two extremes. One is, wow, what assholes I live with who don't clean up after themselves and make me do everything. That's going to create a certain world for you, right? You're going to be resentful against everybody. You're going to be hateful against everybody. And even though you love these people, the next time they say like, hey, you know, do this and this, what's going to lead that conversation in your, your perception about the fucking dishes and them, right? You're not going to be as loving. You're not going to be as connected because you're going to be right about them being assholes. Now, the other, op- the other option and just another perspective is like, oh, I get to do something awesome for the people that I love, right? Like I get to give back. I'm able, you know, I'll make their lives easier. Now, what does that do to your relationship? What's that perception give you? Gives you more connection, more love. You feel gratitude for washing dishes, (laughs) right? Simple. So when you start taking this on, you're like, okay, well, if I don't feel, if, if you got that everything you manifest is all based on your feeling, Okay. One, two, your perception creates your feeling. So now if you're, if you're clear that your vibration, your feeling is that which is allowing stuff to show up and not show up in your life. Okay. Like I was the line, your internal, (laughs) but basically your internal creates your external, right? So like if you got that, then you'd get really, really hyper aware about what's happening internally. You would actually make a profound effort to alter whenever you are not feeling the way that you want to feel that you know is going to magnetize all this stuff to you, right? So simply put, okay, so I feel heavy. I feel concerned. I feel upset. I feel angry, right? Things that you know are not going to produce any sort of amazing results for you in your life. Then you go, okay, what's my perception? And there's always going to be something there. You know what? I walked out of the house. My wife was doing X, Y, and Z. And I was just like, I'm pissed. And I'm holding it overhead. Most of the time, they don't even know, right? So, and then it's just derailing your entire day. And then you're just going to create more and more and more tension between you and your wife, tension with you at work, all this kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, if I gave that perception up and I want to feel happy, I want to feel abundant. I want to feel joy. I want to feel peace. Okay, what's a perception I can create right now? And again, like you don't have to go from black to white. What's an inch? What's like one slight shift in perception that'll start making you feel a little better? Because once you get that, now you're like, ooh, okay, that heaviness went away. Now again, and you just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it until you feel fucking great. Yeah, so I think really important to mention here is to not take your current state and make it wrong. The beginning of feeling good is surrendering to where you're at and allowing yourself to fully go through that experience, right? 
if I'm upset about something and I'm like, I don't have time for this right now. I got to go back to work, whatever, all the things we tell ourselves, right? Or like, I don't get to express this and all those things. Then what I'm basically doing is taking the energy, pushing it back down into my body and saying, not now. Okay. Well, energy wants to move. It's a property of energy is to move. So guess what? It's coming back. And you guys all, all know this, right? Like that hamster wheel effect in life where it's like that same shit happens over and over again. And you know this to be true also is that the lessons get harder, not easier. If you don't pay attention, it's like that thing comes back around again and it's it's worse next time. And then it's worse again. And it's it's basically like God going like, yo, you pay attention? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, not right now. And it's like, well, all right, well, I'll, I'll see what I need to do to make you pay attention, right? And it just sends the next thing. And then it's like, okay, so the oper- if you can't make it go away, and here's the thing, here's what I feel like we lean on too much is that if I understand it, I think what people are really saying is, let me understand it so I can override it. And you can't. It doesn't matter how much genius you grasp or how conscious your awareness becomes in the conscious mind. There's not enough awareness in this world to stop an automated process that's been there as a survival pattern from going into full effect once it's gone into effect. The only opportunity then is not to overcome, which you won't. You're not going to get rid of fear or sadness or confusion or frustration. That's just part of the mechanism. In fact, learning to love it, like you learn to love being empowered and, and, and being in love and feeling joyous. It's all the same, right? That's what I mean about removing judgment is actually, can you love the mess as much as you love being in love? I was with Mandy and I, I kind of like went through like a, a difficult experience when I was in uh, Amsterdam and she says, can you love that the mess? And then I said, not right now. She goes, well, can you love that you don't love it? Right. And like, just kind of like going down the pike, like what, what can you right now love about that? And that's the thing is just finding that, that like Elon said, that next little piece, except that it has to, it doesn't have to, it gets to begin with your willingness to go through every type of emotional experience that you have fully, right? And, and think about that. If you expand your ability to feel sadness without making it wrong, if you expand your ability to feel confusion without making it wrong or depression or anger, all the things that we vilify, do you think that an equal and opposite form that expands your ability to actually feel more love and feel more connection. Because ultimately what we're saying is I'm just expanding my ability to feel. That doesn't relegate itself to just one feeling. And I could tell you as a person who worked really, really hard at overcoming anger and had convinced myself that I had done it, six, seven years later, I felt so cold and dead inside. I was no longer able to receive any kind of feeling communication. Like I sat there and I used to go to Elon. I'm like, I don't understand why when mom says I love you, I don't feel anything. And it's because I convinced myself that I could somehow override these systems. And I put so much awareness around this fucking thing and it would still show up in anger. It wasn't like I had resolved anger that it just like it decimated the rest of my ability to feel. Cause it's like, if you try to kill one, you're going to kill them all. Yep. So it's like, if you just want to expand your ability to feel joy and love, guess what? You got to expand your ability to feel sadness and depression and actually go fully into it and be like, all right, I'm going to be with this until it decides to move and just be gentle and patient through that process. Yeah. And we could talk about that. I think that'd be a good topic just of allowing feelings to be there without the judgment that you're trying to fix something or get rid of something, because I think we've both had some pretty eye-opening experience around that as well. So we can maybe do that next Monday. Sure. 
Awesome, man. Awesome conversation. Brilliant. All right, everyone. Love you all. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a great day. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, but when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends. Bye.